Hey guys, welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates III, and today's episode is Your Script Sucks. Listen, I keep getting told over and over and over again, and you might be one of those people that tells me they don't like cold calling. And here's the reason why. Because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to reach out to a a stranger and ask them if they want to sell their property. But it's one of the foundations of a wholesaling business is reaching out to sellers based off of public information that's provided to us and asking them that. Anybody that's doing any kind of volume in a wholesaling business is doing outbound marketing that is taking lists from either batch leads, prop stream, Perbelio, list source, wherever you're buying these and you're doing some kind of outbound reach, okay? Today's episode is about the script that you're using and why that makes those conversations even more uncomfortable. When you look at these scripts that are provided by other influencers, maybe an education program that you went to, it is very robotic in how we are trying to get to the point of are they motivated to sell? Do they want to sit at a di- do they want to sell at a discount? And what their pain points are and then we're taught that we're supposed to do things like build rapport and, and things along those lines. And look, I've had quite a few episodes on the podcast previously where I talk about rapport is irrelevant. And then I, I kind of backtrack a little bit in that episode where I talk about, well, rapport is important, but understanding the importance of what rapport is. Okay. Today, what I want to talk about is, is having fluidity within your conversations truly actually having good conversations, quality conversations with sellers and how that can't be accomplished if you're robotic following a cold call script. Even if it's an inbound lead, say this is a PPC lead, okay? Just last night, I was on the iSpeed to Lead Closer Show, which is PPC leads all across the nation that were coming in. And I was calling on those. And if you go back and you watch that episode, which, by the way, you can find it in the playlist interviews on my YouTube channel. You'll find it down there in that playlist. You'll see not one of my conversations went like a previous one. Each and every one of them was unique and they were quality conversations, even if the seller wanted market value or was just significantly above market value, which quite a few of them were which is going to happen with PBC leads, okay? Or any inbound lead, okay? You're going to have people that want to receive an offer and probably want to sell above market value. The conversations were still quality because I was able to be fluid in the conversation and navigate the conversation based off the information that they were providing to me. Key points that I want you to take away from today's episode is understanding first and foremost, when you're having a conversation with them, you need to understand what your exit strategy is going to be on the property first, okay? And what I mean by that is, even if you're a wholesaler, you have to understand what the exit strategy for that property is going to be for your end buyer. Is it going to be a flip? Is it going to be a rental? Could it be a seller finance? Could it be a short-term rental like an Airbnb? Understand what that is. Then you need to understand how to quickly analyze that deal and determine where your maximum allowable offer is going to be on that property. 
this is what you should be doing during the conversation while the seller is providing you all of that information. So if you listen to any of my phone conversations with sellers, there's a question, an open-ended question, and then I silence myself and I allow the seller to divulge as much information as possible during that call. I talked about this on previous conversation, uh, previous podcasts where just recently overcoming sellers' objections was the title of one. Anchor and analyze, okay? So what's the, the number one step that we have in a conversation? We want to identify, do they want to sell, okay? Now, I do that very simply early on in the conversation just by asking them point blank, do you want to sell your property, okay? And then I want to get them to throw the anchor in the water first. And what I mean by that is, is I want them to divulge a price point where they want to be in the property, okay? So I do that very early on. And even if they don't divulge that number, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to now give them my number very early on in the conversation. One of the ways that you could get the seller to give you their price very early on is just simply by asking about their situation. And this is where I think scripts have a huge hindrance on people becoming more and more experienced and talented in talking to motivated sellers. When you don't have something in front of you, a piece of paper that tells you this is what you're supposed to say, if this, then that, okay? I see these scripts and they're beautiful and, and it, it looks like this perfect scenario where it's gonna outline exactly what you're supposed to do on the phone. The problem is, is you can never anticipate what the seller is actually going to say in that phone conversation. You have no idea when you ask an open-ended question about, tell me what's going on with that property. I love asking that question because you'll very quickly hear people jump into, A, their motivation, why well, I inherited the property and it's four hours away from me and I'm highly motivated to sell. That was one of the scenarios last night. Another situation is, is well, property needs a lot of work. Here's what's going on with it. And it just outlines the work. No conversation whatsoever about the occupancy of the property, any financial struggles or anything like that. It was all just about the rehab that needed to be done on the property. Again, when you look at a script, where does this fit in that script? How do I know to, where to navigate this conversation? Because mirroring the seller and talking about what's important to the seller is critical to the success of the phone call. So if I'm talking to a motivated seller, and I say, tell me what's going on with the property, and they only want to talk about the rehab, then my questions and my conversation needs to be focused on the rehab that needs to be done with the property and really dig deeper into why that is what they want to talk about. That is how you will identify the pain point. But if I'm looking at a script, then the script's going to ask me, tell me about the occupancy. Tell me about the financial position of where you are in the property. Is that a, a pain point? This is where you could lose the seller, where the seller is saying, listen, this is very robotic. This is like talking to a virtual assistant. And I, I, I just, I want to tell you my pain. I want to tell you, hey, I bought this roofing material four years ago and it's just been sitting in my backyard and I'm 60 years old and I don't want to put that on the, on the roof. I don't want to do that. 
being able to be fluid and understand and listen to what's going on, this is what will differentiate you from all of the other phone calls that this seller is going to get. Let's be real. Everyone now at this point in time has access to the same data that you're calling, that you're texting. Any outbound marketing that you're doing, guaranteed someone else is doing the exact same marketing to that seller. So you have to find ways to differentiate yourself from all of the other wholesalers, investors, rehabs, landlord, everyone else that's going to be reaching out to this exact same seller involving probably a very similar script that you're staring at. And the way that I do that is A, by stopping, slowing down the conversation, listening to what the seller is saying, and having questions based off of what they want to talk about. Eventually, at some point in time in the conversation, you assert yourself with authority in the conversation and say, I could be the solution. I now, I hear what your pain point is. Make them verify. You are correct. That is what I'm saying. I do live four hours away from the property and the property does need work and I inherited it and I just really just want to get cashed out from it. Okay. Now that I understand your pain point, here's my solution. Going back to the anchor point, when you're talking to the seller and you ask them for a price and they don't want to give it to you up front, ask them more questions about that. It might take two, three, four times for you to ask before they eventually come out and say, this is where I need to be. In one scenario where the gentleman who was 60 years old and was only wanting to talk about the rehab, Early on in the conversation, he said, make me an offer. I just want to hear what your offer is. Throughout the conversation, when he was talking about the rehab, he eventually came around to wanting to talk about the price himself. And what he divulged was, is why well, I've had many people come out here and look at the property, but no one's willing to pay me what I want. I have a, a, a praise value of 105000 And I believe he was talking about the tax assessed value when he said that. He said, I have, a, I have an appraised value of $105,000, but no one's willing to pay me more than that. Boom. He just set the anchor for me. He came out with that information himself. In comparison, the other scenario that I'm using right now was the young lady who had inherited the property and lived four hours away. So she divulged that she was previously under contract with someone for 148000 Now, I felt like a pretty high price. And as she explained the situation with that previous investor, it sounded very much to me like a wholesaler who had contracted it was not able to find an end buyer for the project. And instead of reaching out and communicating with the seller and, and or just terminating because they weren't able to, to sell the property, they just ghosted her. They just left her to wonder what was happening. And eventually she got a hold of someone at the company and they said, look, that person is no longer with us. We had to let them go and we're no longer interested in your property. But she gave me a price, 148. That's what she was previously under contract. So as she was divulging that information, as I was having a conversation with her, instead of following a script, because a script would have never told me what to do in this scenario, right? 
this was a very unique situation. I started planting seeds in the conversation and saying things along the lines of, I believe the problem here was this wholesaler contracted the property too high. Just letting her know I'm going to come in below that 148. I think what happened was, is they were trying to wholesale the property for a fee. So I explained, I educated the seller at that moment. And I explained they were probably trying to wholesale the property for a fee. And they couldn't find an actual rehabber or landlord to pay that much for the property. Again, planting a seed, letting them know I'm going to be coming in below that $148,000 mark. And then last, but certainly not least, I just flat out asked her, I know you were previously under contract for $148,000. Are you going to be willing to work with me if I'm going to come in underneath that dollar amount? And because I had previously planted those seeds in the conversation, this was not the first time she had thought about it in the conversation. So she very quickly answered, of course I will. So then I let her wait a little bit longer because now she's really thinking about what is that number that I'm going to be at. Again, something that's not going to fall into a script. Silence. Allowing that awkward silence to be there. This is a very critical thing when it comes to closing sellers. Allowing them to not feel rushed. Allowing them to understand that you're taking this decision very serious. So I kept explaining what I was doing. Give me a few more minutes. I'm just looking over some more information. Let me look at somewhere else real quick. Asking questions about the data. Again, reiterating some questions that she had already answered. It's three bedrooms, two baths, correct? Okay, just making sure. 1,300 square feet? All right. Taxes, uh, uh, tax value right here, the taxes every year, property taxes is $2,500. Is that correct? I'm really digging deep and I'm analyzing where I'm going to be. And then finally, I say, I'm probably going to need to be 130000 And then silence. You stop. You don't need to say anything at that moment. You've just shot your shot. Yes, that would work for me. Or there could be a counter. But again, this is where the script can hinder you. You have no idea what the seller is going to say in that moment. They're human beings. There's many different responses that they're going to have to our offers, especially us wholesalers. We're the guys that are coming in and we're saying we need it at rock bottom. This is where I'm going to be. So we stop and we wait and we listen and we hear their response. And based off of that, we have normal human-to-human interaction and we respond just like we would on anything else that we do in our daily lives where we don't walk around with a piece of paper in our hands that says, when human A says this to human B, this is how you respond. No, you just have normal human-to-human communication. And I believe this is the number one thing that differentiates me and my team from other wholesalers. It's what allows us to have the type of volume that we have because we're not sitting there worried about 
looking at our script and saying, this is what my script told me I need to say. We're truly listening to the situation and then presenting a solution throughout the process and stopping and listening once we've told them that solution. So the point of today's episode is your script sucks. It might, it might bring deals to you. You might feel like it's working. But just for once, just go into a call. Don't follow the script. And listen to what the seller is saying. And slow the conversation down and ask quality questions. And see what happens in those conversations. See how much easier the process might become for you. Once you do that, that's all I got for you today, guys. I hope this helps you in your wholesaling business. And if it does, leave me a review. Let me know. Send something in the comments. I appreciate all of them. Thank you, guys. We'll see you all soon.